Hey, my name is Kelsey, and this is When I Grow Up, a podcast all about the lessons we would tell our younger selves, plus the stories of everyday people in their extraordinary lives. Get ready for some real, honest conversations about life, business, and mindset, all to help you get inspired and ready to take on the world. Whether you're starting a business, growing your empire, or seeking inspiration, I welcome you to the podcast. So pour a cup of coffee or glass of wine and get ready for today's episode of When I Grow Up. Hello, it's your host, Kelsey, and today I'm hanging out with me. (laughs) Today's another solo show about, you know, advice we would give younger you, and I thought this would be a super interesting topic. Being someone who has a degree in business but has also had their own business, I thought it would be really cool to do a conversation about five things I've changed my mind about. Because to be honest, before I launched my own business, I had a lot of assumptions about running a business and what I thought I would do better or differently strictly from a business degree standpoint. So we're going to dive right into it because why waste our time? Let's just get into it. So I just want to preface this with saying I'm thankful I have a business degree. I have no regrets with going to college and studying business, specifically entrepreneurship. I learned a ton during that time. But I do think there's something to be said about real world experience. And I'm just going to share my honest opinions about old me versus new me when it comes to business and opinions I have about that, because I think it's good to be constantly evolving and challenging your beliefs and also be humble enough to recognize when maybe you had something wrong the first time and be okay with that. Learn from those mistakes. Not necessarily mistakes, but evolve your opinion on things. That's something I find to be super important in life, especially, but really when it comes to business. And another thing I want to add to this mix is that I also did some consulting work after college. So I went to college, I studied business, and then I did some business consulting where I was giving advice to business owners. And I don't think I messed up or did something wrong per se, but I definitely... I would change my approach to that now, which is why also I consider myself a coach and not a consultant. I think that that title fits better with my style and my mentality. But ultimately, my opinions about business have evolved from experience and I've been, I would say, humbled a little bit on some certain things. And just you, when you have a business of your own, you really learn to prioritize life in a different way um, and you learn what's really important in the day-to-day of running your business. So enough of that tangent, let's dive right into today's topic, which is five things I've changed my mind about in business. And number one may shock you, but you do not need a business plan to get started, period. End of conversation. Not really. What I mean by a business plan is the full-blown 40-page document where you have spreadsheets and you have your projected income and your SWOT analysis. And if you are listening to this and you have no idea what I'm talking about, don't let that overwhelm you because you don't need it. There are times you do when you are going for funding, when you are launching maybe with a partner, when you are launching like a franchise. There are certain times where you it's required for the bank. But when you have a new idea or a service you want to offer people, Before you even spend the time writing a business plan about it, I encourage you and I believe in just starting, just literally doing the thing, start selling the product. Literally, if you have to drop it off on people's doorsteps, if you have to physically drive to the mailbox and deliver it to the mail yourself, if you have to 
do this service and rent a chair somewhere or, you know, rent a camera and do photography just to see if it sticks. You're going to learn so much more out of just starting and doing something and practicing the real life than you would in a business plan. And then when you do go to write your business plan, if you need it, again, if you're going for funding or a franchise or certain instances where you do need a business plan, you're going to be able to say, I've learned this from actually doing the work versus here's a best guess of what I think is going to happen with this business. And I, that's something I feel really different about now. In business school, when I was doing consulting work, I always was hounding people and hounding my clients. Do you have a business plan? What's your business plan? Have you updated your business plan? And I really think that I would spend less time focusing on that and more time just doing because you're going to learn so much about your audience and your potential customers' needs and wants and desires by physically going out and trying and doing than a piece of paper will ever tell you. And another note to add to that is you don't need funding right away. I think that a lot of people get intimidated when it comes to starting a business because they think they need to go and get a loan or a grant or investors. And there's a lot you can do for free or for very low cost just to get out there. And back to what I was just saying about trying, there's something to be said about that experience. Um, In my previous life, when I was doing consulting work, I also was a part of the startup world. I did consulting work for Washington-owned businesses that were in tech and medical sales, all kinds of different industries, and a lot of them were going for funding. And though I understand at a certain point you do, maybe you need to hire more people, maybe you need to have higher uh, production capacity and you can't, you know, you've outgrown your living room. There's a point where you do need funding, but I think a lot of people obsess over that part and oftentimes ask for funding prematurely. So really think about what is the bare minimum I need just to practice or do business, you know? What do I need to just make a few sales in person or with my product? Whatever service-based, product-based does not matter. There's a lot you can do without getting investment and funding right off the bat. And you're going to learn more through that process. And it means when you do go for funding, you're going to be able to be more specific about we need X dollars to do X thing and your business will be more lean and sustainable in the long run. So number one, you don't need a business plan. Number two, this one's tough, but... I don't think you need a website to get started. And back in the day when I was doing consulting work, I was hounding my clients for having websites and good ones that converted. If you are going to do a website, there's definitely a formula on what makes a good website, what converts, meaning how do people land on your website and end up buying from you? There's definitely a formula to that and that's important. However, just to get started, just to get the ball rolling, you don't need one. Why? Because you don't even know what you're doing yet. You just need to do it first and then you can speak to those target clients, to your audience in a way where it's not just, I plan on doing XYZ, it's I am doing XYZ. You have this problem. I have this solution. This is what I'm doing with my clients. This is what past clients have said about my product. This is what past clients have said about the service I offer. You're speaking from a place of experience and real life uh, like reality versus what you think it's going to be. So hold off on the website. Literally just pick one social media platform where you think your audience hangs out and just spend some time and energy there. But here's the catch. If you are launching something and people need to reach you, make it super clear and easy for them to do that. So 
Maybe that means having, hey, send me an email to order or send me a direct message to buy. Be very clear on the path people need to take to get connected to you. And again, the advice I'm giving right now is for someone just starting off. There is a point where you definitely need a website and a good one can be super beneficial for a plethora of reasons. But in this example, you're just starting off. You don't need one. Start with social media and just start putting content out there. And if you are a service-based business, there are definitely things that you can post and and show that you have authority in the industry that you're in. For instance, if you are somebody who's passionate about yoga and you want to start a wellness business, start by just posting quotes or maybe your daily workout for the day or maybe some breathing exercises or maybe some food that you're cooking for your family. Just start having that conversation and showing up in that way on social media and and create a way for people to reach out to you, whether that's direct messaging or email or something you know, that is something you can do for free before building that website. And the engagement you have back and forth with your audience is really going to teach you a lot about what your clients and potential clients are looking for in the future. So that's number two. Number three is how to pay yourself. When I first started my business, so had the business degree, did some consulting stuff, did some other life experience, and then opened my business, I paid myself minimum wage. Yeah like literally minimum wage because I wanted to hoard all my money in my business. And it wasn't until I hired an accountant who was like, yeah, stop doing that because if someone sues you, they get all of that money. And also, why am I working for myself for minimum wage? If I wanted to work a minimum wage job, I would go out and get one. So I challenge you to find a healthy balance in how to pay yourself. I'm not saying to overpay yourself. I'm not saying to not pay yourself at all. There has to be some healthy balance and some formula that makes sense for you and your business. You know, taxes are something you have to pay in your business. You have to prioritize that. I use the profit first method. I use a modified profit first method. So I pay profit every month. I pay a percentage to all these different accounts. So that way all my expenses are covered and my salary is covered in there too. But I challenge you to just shift your mindset around that when you're just getting started. Yes, there may be times where you aren't taking home a paycheck, but as your business is growing, instead of spending more money on your business, think about spending money on you because you are your business. If you're not taking care of yourself financially, if it's not worth it, if you're not you know, patting yourself on the back from time to time, you're it. So if you're not doing well, your business isn't going to do well. In the long game, you have to take care of yourself and that includes finances too. Now, if you have no idea where to even start with this, send me an email. Seriously, I'm here to help. This is a a topic I'm super passionate about because I had no idea what I was doing with money stuff. Uh, My my email address is info at kelseymarieknutson.com. So send me an email. I'd love to talk money stuff. Um, Enough of that. But yes, I think that having some sort of process to your payroll is super important. It will just make your business make more sense and you'll be more aware of how much money is coming in and going out and where it's going and you'll also feel really prepared when tax day comes and you're not scrambling to find the thousands of dollars you need to pay you have it already set aside so my my opinion about how much to pay yourself was that pay yourself the bare minimum and now i'm at a place where you know pay yourself a percentage that feels comfortable to you that you can live off of but also invest in your business. I think what happens a lot is people are more likely to spend money on their business than they are themselves. And what actually happens at the end of the year when they you know, run all the reports is that 
maybe they've even lost money on their business and they bought things that they didn't actually need for their business. So I think this is a super important thing and it's something I wouldn't have learned had I not gone through entrepreneurship in my own way. All right, number four is don't pay for advertisements right off the bat. There's a time and a place as you are growing that that may make sense, but I'm of the mindset that you need to perfect your messaging and your strategy first because if you pay for advertising, and I'm even talking about boosting ads, which is Instagram or Facebook will say, hey, Kelsey, this post is doing well. Do you want to boost it for X numbers of dollars a day? And a lot of people, I've tried that and some of my clients have tried it. And if you don't have a social media strategy, a marketing strategy on the back end, it doesn't matter what you do in ads. It's not going to work. It's a waste of money. So be super crystal clear on what your marketing strategy is first. Try all the things for free. There's a ton of different resources for free. Focus on growing your email list. Focus on just being valuable and helping people. When people reach out and have questions, answer them. Be attentive. Be a cheerleader. Be an expert in your industry. Share knowledge. Share tips and advice on your industry and help people that way first. And then focus on if advertising makes sense. I think there's this misconception that if you throw money at it, it's just like a cure-all, like it's going to get you in front of more people. And I've actually grown my business pretty significantly without spending any money on advertising. And all of that is just nurturing relationships and reaching out to new people and being genuine. You know, don't, don't force anything artificial. Just be really genuine to who you are. Have clear uh, purpose with your content. You know, if someone lands on your page and they see the first couple posts, like what story does that tell? I think putting energy towards that, your pictures and your captions you're writing is going to be way more beneficial in the beginning stages than any advertising. However, I will say it does get to a point where you're kind of saying the same thing over and over to your existing audience if you're not getting in front of more people. So there is a point where advertising will make sense in your business, But don't be overwhelmed right off the bat that that's what you have to do. Just focus on serving your current audience, letting them know to invite their friends, engaging with people who have like interests, and then, you know, reassess if it gets to a point where you're watching your growth and it's just kind of plateauing, maybe that's a great time to do some advertising. And then the last point I want to bring up is the more you work, the more money you make. This is definitely an old thought I had, especially fresh out of college, working different jobs that I've worked in and um, experience in a salon, you know, the more available you are, the more money that you'll make. And I just, I don't think that's true. I think there has to be some sense of urgency in your business to succeed. And urgency can be a time constraint, meaning you're only available certain times. It doesn't mean that you are turning down business and it really depends on how you approach it and how you talk about it. You know, I think having a healthy boundary in your business is important, but you don't need to tell your clients that or potential clients that if they're reaching out to book an appointment and your next opening isn't for three weeks, you'd simply just say that. Hey, my next opening is Thursday at 6 p.m. I have a wait list. I'd love to put you on it if you're open to it. Okay, great. We'll reach out if something changes, but you know, my schedule's filling up and that's the soonest I can accommodate you. There's something magical that happens there because it tells the potential client, hey, that person's busy and sought after. They probably know what they're doing and they're good at it that's a good sign. And for you, it means you're creating really healthy boundaries in your business. And this is a topic I talk a lot with my clients about because they struggle with it. 
you know, there's this misconception that, you know, you don't want to lose that sale. Oh, I'll, I'll come in on an off day or I'll stay late or I'll come in early. It's not a big deal. They're new. I want to take care of them. And yes, I think it's important to make people feel special and taken care of. But every time you're doing that, what you're saying is this moment right now in this current moment is more important than me because you're not, you're not putting yourself first. You're putting the business first. And I really believe that if you take care of yourself well, the rest will flow. And if your business is healthy, there should be, a, and you're in a service-based business, there should be some kind of wait time that people have to come and see you. Now, if it's months out and you're just so slammed, you can't accommodate more people, that's a whole nother conversation. That's where it's time to maybe get an assistant or raise your prices or do some things there. But if you're at that stage where, you know, they have to wait a week or two or maybe three, then you're doing something right. Just make sure you continue to get in front of more new people because eventually people move, life changes, uh, budgets change. So always be growing your business and getting in front of new people. But I think the most important key thing to number five is this. The more you invest in you, the better off your business will be. And that means physically, mentally, emotionally, all of it. You know, really create some time for you and your business will flow. And it doesn't mean, you know, there's times I'm creative at night. So I'll grab my laptop and I'll write a blog or I'll do something at nighttime because that's where energy just comes sometimes. It doesn't mean to not do those things. It just means to really carve out intentional time for you. And I think the best seasons of my business have been when I myself have been doing my best. I really think there's something to that. And that's something that they don't teach in business school. A lot of this stuff is what they don't teach in business school. The missing link is this is experience. This is life. This, These five lessons stem from real life and how it fits into the day-to-day of who you are versus just a theory on a piece of paper. And though th- theories are important, knowing your target market is important, knowing your financial profit and loss statement is important, it isn't the only thing that matters in business. And that's what I want to drive home today because I went to business school, so you don't have to. I mean, if you want to, great. I enjoyed it. It was valuable. But I just want to encourage you, if you are someone who wants to start a business, don't let the technical stuff hold you back from starting. I know so many people, I talk to people every day who have ideas and dreams and goals and they just are paralyzed with analysis paralysis. They don't know what next steps to take. And I'm here on my little platform telling you that it's important to just start and you'll figure it out as you go and you're gonna mess up. You're gonna spend too much money on business cards that are not legible. Yes, I've done that. You're gonna uh, not pay yourself enough and be eating top ramen when you could be eating, you know, like something a little bit nicer than top ramen and you'll figure it out along the way. Ultimately, focus on this. What problem do you solve for people and why should they care? It doesn't matter what industry you're in. If you are creating something brand new or you are following an existing model that already exists, that's fine. But just be very clear on what problem you solve and who cares. And then find those people. That's it. That's my advice. That's if I were to start right now, brand new baby business owner, that's what I would focus on. What is the bare minimum I need to do to just do it? And I think it's important to recognize that what you think you know is best will change and evolve and that's okay and I'm humble enough today to tell you about that you know I I don't regret what I've done for my consulting clients back in the day but I've learned from who I was then 
if that makes sense. And I think that I bring that to my coaching now and that's my approach today is very much centered around meeting people where they're at and understanding the human side of it all because at the end of the day, we're human beings. At the end of the day, COVID happened in 2020 and it was a tough year for a lot of people, especially entrepreneurs. And so how do you how do you fit the personal struggles and triumphs and the good days and the bad days into business? How does that actually fit into the equation? We can't ignore that conversation. It's important to have. So I hope today I've provided some inspiration for you guys and just some honest opinions about things I've changed my mind about. I think it's an interesting perspective to have in business and I'll probably have different opinions if you ask me five more years down the road what I think about these topics, but I think this is a great piece of advice for someone who's just getting started and some encouragement to just go for it. Go for it. I, if I could give any advice to someone who's just on that cusp, on that edge of what to do next, how to get going, uh, I literally don't know how to make it happen, or I have this big dream or goal and I don't know what next steps to take, my advice would be go for it. And then once you go for it, make a game plan, you know, figure out, okay, I've done it now, I've had 10 sales and that was great and here's what I learned from that and here's where those people came from and oh wow, this process was very inefficient. How do I make that better? And just paying attention to that, that's going to teach you more than anything else. And it, again, it's free and it starts you in that mindset of this is a business and I'm doing it. And I think nothing can prepare you for that. You're just going to do it. You know, I don't have kids, but I imagine that's what parenting is kind of like. You can read all the books in the world, but at the end of the day, you're, you come home with this brand new baby and you just figure it out. And some days it feels like you don't know what you're doing. And some days you feel like a rock star and both are okay. I picture, you know, business as my baby in that way. And I just think that it's important to just do and just go for it. So to recap today, five things I've changed my mind about in business. Number one, you don't need a business plan. Just get started, have a messy start, learn from that experience, get some sales, get some customers, and just learn and understand what your customers really actually want from you. Build the business plan later down the road when you need it. Number two, you don't need a website. Start with social media or something free, some way people can connect with you and your story and just be clear about how they can get in touch with you if they want to buy or learn more about what you have to offer. Build that website. Once you've done some sales, you'll understand more of your customers' needs and you'll be able to save some money in the beginning of your business. Number three, get clear on how to pay yourself. Come up with a process that makes sense for you. Don't pay yourself too little in the beginning, but also don't overpay yourself to where you are stealing from your business either. Create a plan. And if you need help with that, I'm happy to do that. Send me an email. Number four, don't pay for advertisements until you have a clear marketing strategy and you're doing it consistently. Then you'll see, does it make sense to do advertising or would your time be better spent on branching out to a new platform or email marketing? There's so many things you can do for free exhaust all of those places first and then consider email or paid advertising. But again, don't start off with paid advertising. Start with the free stuff first. And number five, more work does not mean more money. Take care of you. Take care of your social emotional needs, your partnerships, your relationships first. The money will come. The more you focus on you and the more you take care of you and your mind and your body, your business will grow because you are putting you first and that is not being selfish. That is literally helping your business grow. 
So I hope those takeaways are super helpful. I'd love to hear from you guys. Again, if you want to talk money stuff, I would love to talk. You can find me on Instagram at Kelsey Marie Knudsen or send me an email at info at Kelsey Marie Knudsen. And I just love to help support you through these life pivots. So send me a note. I'd love to hear from you and I'll catch you next week on next week's episode. And that's a wrap. Thank you for hanging out on this week's episode of When I Grow Up with your host, Kelsey, aka me. As always, I love what I do and it's because of you. Be sure to check out the website, kelseymarieknutson.com slash podcast for today's show notes. And don't forget to leave a review on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. That's all for now. Catch you next time on When I Grow Up.